Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show, returning guest and uh, favorite of ours on the show, Jake Cohen of Daniels. Jake is the Vice President of Project Implementation for Daniels Corp. Jake, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Great to have you again, and uh, hope you don't mind me mentioning it's your birthday today, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> happy Thank birthday. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, you just mentioned that to me before we uh, hit the record button here. So thank you very much, Jake, for taking time to talk about um, Regent Park and Due East, but uh, especially on your birthday. Thank you very much. No problem. Um, So yeah, we want to talk about Due East, of course, in this podcast. People are very excited about the project. Once again, anytime a new building comes out uh, in Regent Park, people uh, are very excited about it. And and this one's going to be no exception. Um, but before we get into that, we just want to get your thoughts on, on the market and, and sort of what's happening more in general in Regent Park. So looking at the, the real estate market, um, curious to hear what your thoughts on what's happening. I mean, obviously there's uh, sort of the before and after, before the fair housing plan and after the fair housing plan has been, uh, a lot of changes in the market, um, uh, since that, you know, fateful day back at the end of April, I think it was, uh, when the fair housing plan came down and the foreign buyer tax and everything. Um, so what are you, what are your thoughts? I mean, what, what are you seeing out there in the market? Um, what are your observations? Like, where are you concerned about the market? Are you feeling good about the market? Um, you know, high rise, low rise, I'll open up to you and, and see what your, your thoughts are. Yeah, we're still, and me personally, I'm still very cautiously optimistic about about where we are and where the market is. Um, the tax that came in, the, the the legislation that came down in April, March and April, it definitely had an impact. There's no question. It had an impact on resale. It had an impact on new condo sale because um, I think there's just a lot of uncertainty of how it would impact people, how it would impact buyers, how it would impact um, agents uh, across the board. I think now that we've had a few months to kind of uh, let it settle, let everyone digest it, see that the whole sky is not falling as a result uh, of that, I think it's starting to, you know, level out a little bit. And and we've, you know, in the fall, we've already had one launch out in Mississauga um, that went extremely well. We were very happy with with the turnout that happened out there. And, uh, and again, Mississauga is not the Toronto market. The Toronto market, I think, is still a very, very strong market. And one that um, in Regent Park in particular is going to be, uh, it's going to show again when, when we have Due East coming in the next couple of weeks. So um, very excited about it coming down the path. And the timing, um, I think, uh, actually couldn't be better. Um, the frenzy is kind of quieted down, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think people are still um, very interested in the Toronto market, and this should fit the, fit the mold for sure. Uh, I mean, a big part of the fair housing plan was the foreign buyer tax. Um, what, in terms of the Daniels Corporation, like how much of an impact is the, having a foreign buyer tax on on on, the, on your business as a company? I think we're. I mean, we're, we we like to cultivate the relationships uh, at home. I mean, we we have a lot of great relationships with a lot of our platinum agent group. Obviously, you being one of them, a, a key contributor there, but. We have, we have a, a very good, strong local group. Um, and we also run programs outside of just uh, our, our, agent, uh, our agent population where we have 
uh, our inner circle program where we're we're thinking about people who are going to be end users and we're thinking about people who are going to um, think long term about holding on to units that they're buying from Daniels and cultivating that those two groups um, we found that the impact from the um, foreign investor tax hasn't been as significant to us as maybe it would be to some other developers who would rely a lot more heavily on purchasers from overseas. So we're feeling pretty good. We're feeling strong about and, and bullish about, about our relationships that we've established over the many, many years we've been, we've been doing this. So I think, uh, I think it's a testament to, to the Daniels name and to the relationships that we've also established. For Due East coming up, which is very exciting, we have about 300 Inner Circle members already signed up um, and over 450 agent, um, close agent friends who are already ready to go and excited and, and keen to see this project come out. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's with the foreign buyer tax, that's with the legislation that's come down, still very strong numbers uh, across those two demographics. Yeah, so, I mean, basically... I mean, I sort of know this, but I just wanted the, the listeners to hear it as well. Like foreign buyers has never been a big part of, of Daniel's business. It's, you're not certainly, you're a huge developer in GTA, but you're not doing really any marketing or anything overseas or looking to attract uh, the foreign buyer. It just hasn't been, a, no, it hasn't been a place that we've thought that we needed to go. Uh, not the type of product that we that we like to offer. We like to offer to those here in Toronto, here in the GTA, um, you know, proper, um, and uh, and that's really what's worked for us. So you're absolutely right. We like to dedicate our resources and our attention to the people who are here. Looking back a year ago, last time we spoke, uh, right before the launch of the Wyatt in Regent Park, um, why don't you take us through what happened there since uh, shortly after we spoke and the launch happened and everything. Um, that was just an incredible uh, moment uh, in, in the real estate market history in Toronto. You guys really made some history there. Um, so why don't you just recap for anybody who sort of missed that or who isn't aware of the Wyatt, um, what, you know, how, how did that go, that launch a year ago at this time? Sure. Well, the Wyatt was, uh, you know, the Wyatt was a frenzy. <laughs> it was, there's no other way to say it. Um, it, was a, it was a great time um, to launch a project. Uh, the pro- product itself, you know, was fantastic. Um, we had all of our typical um, buyers come out in droves and were very excited. And uh, we sold out um, in that building probably quicker than we have in, um, I, would, I would say, at that one, any building to that date in Regent Park. We'd done well um, in a couple of the other ones. Paintbox was very good. One Park, one Park Place was good. But in terms of the number of units, the, the total number of units, um, on the first couple days of sales, that kind of blew us out of the water in terms of how successful it was. So it was a, it was a very positive experience and really led us to say the next one's got to come a year later. Um, we didn't have intentions for sure to, to launch Due East this early, um, but because of the success um, of the Wyatt from last, uh, last year, um, it said, let's ramp up, let's get this project going, let's really drive forward into phase three of Regent Park because uh, people want it. The demand is there. Yeah, you had, I mean, I, I was a big takeaway for me. It was just the incredible overflow of demand, the incredible amount of, of people who wanted to get a unit at the Wyatt, but just who were not able to just because it was, it was just a supply and demand situation where you had so only so many units. Uh, there was just, the demand was absolutely incredible. 
Um, and I think that's, you know, that's great. If, if somebody out there listening right now and you missed out on the Wyatt, then this, this is obviously your next opportunity here at Dew East. Um, let's talk about Regent Park in general and sort of, I mean, things are changing there so rapidly now. And I keep telling people, like, if you, if you haven't been to Regent Park in, you know, a couple of years, like if you go there, it's just dramatic that the changes that have occurred, uh, it just seems every six months, there's a new building down and a new building going up. Um, so what is new in Regent Park, say over the last 12 months or so? Yeah, well, this is, this is what's amazing. This is now our 11th year in the Regent Park revitalization. Um, and I could really, I can honestly say, and this is, uh, many people will say this as well. Regent Park is one of the most sought after, uh, residential destinations in Toronto's downtown East. Uh, it, it really is. It has so much things, so many things going for it. Um, Due East itself is going to be the eighth condominium um, to be offered in this in this uh, neighborhood, and really what it comes down to in Regent Park is again location, where it's located in in situ to downtown East and the downtown Toronto core in its in its own right. Five minute drive from uh, from downtown, you are at Dundas and Parliament basically. Due East is located at uh, Dundas and Sumac Street, which is just uh, a few blocks east of Parliament, which is fantastic. Walking distance to so many numerous local amenities, um, cultural entertainment amenities, recreational amenities, educational amenities. Um, Regent Park in, its, in, in, in itself, uh, inside the 69-acre um, footprint, is unbelievable. The athletic grounds are now up, running, flourishing, having kids playing and events being run there all the time. Our, our team just had a huge bubble soccer event there the other day, and uh, and we're whacking people around in the on the on the athletic grounds over there, and that was a lot of fun. The aquatic center open and world renowned in terms of its quality, in terms of its the pool itself, but also just how it's maintained. Um, Regent Park Community yeah, Center up and running. Um, Six-acre community park, which is now really thriving in terms of getting its own legs under it from its. Um, you know, movie nights in the park to its farmers markets on Wednesday afternoons. Um, it's got it's got a really uh, a great feel to it, a great vibe to it now that it's got a few years under it. And uh, and then also, of course, right across the street, the award-winning Daniel Spectrum, which is really the cultural hub of the neighborhood, which runs events, which runs performances, which does fundraisers, which does. You know, you name it, things are happening at the Daniel Spectrum all the time throughout the year and really a great destination to kind of locate yourself and, and, and a place to go within your own community. So lots of exciting things happening from an exterior amenity perspective and region happening right now. Um, yeah, what else? I mean, the list just goes on and on. I'm thinking like the Bartholomew condos, those, those are now completed. Uh, of course, we sold those uh, before. This was the building before the before Wyatt, and now Bartholomew Condos and the townhomes there are done. And, and that's sort of the first time that that type of product, the townhome product, uh, has come to Regent Park. And quite spectacular, really. I walked it again with my team uh, not too long ago, and to see the townhouses in that configuration and that sort of boutique style building be completed. Um, and the, all the landscaping and the money that was spent to go into the landscaping of that building and of those amenities at the ground floor, um, it really completes the thought. It really makes it feel like we are 
moving to that next uh, next phase, that next stage of the revitalization where the different buildings along the Sackville sort of corridor are starting to, you know, come together. Construction is slowly starting to um, quiet down in that central area, and you're really getting a feel of a neighborhood now that is being created where the streets are now going through and the townhouses are up and they're populated with kids and families and singles and people who are going to university at Ryerson or George Brown or wherever it might be, um, you know, all kind of mishing and mingling all within this within this very unique neighborhood. Very exciting, though. Yeah, it's really, I mean, you know, you, you see it in all the brochures of, of most developers, like this idea of, you know, we're building a community and we have multi-generationals, we have, we're attracting families and seniors and downsizers and young professionals and that sort of vibrant Toronto historical, you know, feel of the neighborhood. You see it everywhere in the brochures, but, you know, in terms of Regent Park, it's really one of the only ones downtown that is actually successfully doing it and uh it's not just a, a marketing thing it's actually real i mean I, I know a lot of my clients as well are um are fitting into that category and they're young families who are moving in and um downsizers who are moving in um as well as the sort of typical young professional crowd that you're going to get everywhere downtown um but it's it's very it's very exciting and interesting to see that as you as you said that sort of neighborhood maturity that's now sort of happening after this now being the eighth condo building coming up that's exactly right so i know we're we just like to say and and we like to say this all the time it goes beyond just the bricks and mortar of the actual buildings themselves in terms of what makes a community it is the people, it's the social infrastructure, it's the amenities, it's the, it's the fabric of, um, of what's going on within the neighborhood and what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis, the farmer's markets or the garden plots or the communal gardening that's happening um, around the corners. It's all those sort of things that really lead to, to people saying, this is a neighborhood, this is a community, and one that I'd want to buy into. Talk to me about, um, obviously, looking at the numbers, like the rental prices and the resale prices, because there's been really a dramatic shift, especially in the past year in Regent Park. So, so the rental, yeah, absolutely. The rental prices have really been quite strong. I mean, this comes down to, this comes down to again, I think we, we've talked about it before, supply and demand, what's being offered locationally, where it's located, um, the rental prices specifically for studio units, which there's not a ton of, but there definitely are. Studio units are renting at higher numbers now than they have in, in years. Um, we now have an influx of more three-bedroom units gearing up towards uh, the family-style units. And even these most recent townhouse units in the Bartholomew, which are three-bedroom, three-story units, the rental numbers that people are getting for these sized units um, for, and I've heard uh, anecdotally, a mix of people a mix of students, a mix of families, uh, getting great, great prices in the $3,500, $3,800 a month um, for these three bedrooms, very large units, large townhouse units at the Bartholomew specifically. So, I mean, seeing those sort of things really, you know, kind of staggers you and you said, okay, this is great. This is a, this is a market that is established not just from a new condo perspective, but from a Let's go out, let's find good tenants, and we can rent this thing for, for a great number as well. Yeah, it's, it's been really dramatic change. Uh, I think, you know, speaks to the maturity of the neighborhood and sort of 
you know, let's face it, it, it takes probably a generation for uh, a neighborhood reputation to sort of change and turn over. And we're, you know, you, like you said, you're 11 years into this thing now, which is about half a generation. So uh, you're really starting to see the new people coming into the city and, and they're looking for places to live and they're moving to Regent Park and, you know, new people, old people, just people are, uh, the perception of the neighborhood has really dramatically shifted a lot. Um, over the years, but it seems especially true in the past year or two as um, I think it was sort of this moment where, you know, you, you sort of reach that halfway point of the uh, revitalization, like the, the neighborhood sort of moved past the phase two and, and you're sort of halfway done. Uh, it seems to be that was the tipping point um, uh, for the sort of perception and, and feel of the neighborhood and, and uh, just the way that buyers coming in and renters coming in have, have looked at the neighborhood. It's, it's very different from what it was, say, three, four years ago. Oh, definitely. And I think people are also seeing that, that there's, a, there's a multitude of offerings that are happening in the neighborhood as well that wasn't happening in the first phase. Uh, the first phase was, you know, condo unit and Toronto Community Housing rental unit. Now, I mean, we have uh, seniors' seniors' lifestyle, 55 to 65 plus active seniors' building that's being constructed uh, in partnership with Chartwell. So that's another offering that's very unique. That's not a condo. That's not a that's not a rental building, but it's a you know purpose-built seniors' building, uh, active seniors' building. We're going to have a another purpose-built rental building that's going to be going up in partnership with uh, Sun Life Financial, and that's going to be going up at the corner of. Um, uh, river and shooter in the next three or four years. So again, buildings that are just providing different types of offerings that are going to just lead to more opportunities for people to get into the neighborhood and again to just drive up the the overall demand and the overall uh, you know desires because it really is there's a lot of desire for people to get in here. Yeah, and I think you mentioned it there. Uh, it's worth noting again for people to to hear and understand that Daniels, you guys are building a. Uh, rental building for yourself in partnership with Sun Life Financial. Um, you've done something similar in Mississauga and Aaron Mills, where you built a rental building there as part of your Aaron Mills community. Um, and now you're building a, rent, uh, a rental building here. So, I mean, you know, for the investor out there listening, I mean, I think the message is pretty clear. Like you, the developer, and Sun Life Financial, this massive uh, institution, see so much value in the neighborhood that you're actually building an entire building for yourself to, to, keep, a, to keep as a long-term <laughs> investment. You're, you're saying, hey, we're not just building here and getting the heck out of here. No, we're, we see so much value here, and you've created so much value there that you're, you're wanting to participate in it too. And I mean, I alluded to rental numbers and just the fantastic returns that investors have been getting um, on their investments there as the rental rates have grown so much. Um, and resale rates have grown so much. And, and uh, yeah, so investors, if you're out there listening, uh, and end users too, I mean, your, your investment is safe uh, when you're buying with a builder who is, who is in the neighborhood with you, literally, <laughs> with their own uh, property that they're, they're going to be building themselves. Yeah, we are, we are a long-term investor in this community and have been from the very beginning and will be for years and years to come. So I'm very excited about, about it for sure. That's great. So let's shift now to Due East, um, and let's talk about the building that uh, we're excited about. It's at Dundas and Sumac. We know that. Um, what are some of the project highlights that people that you're excited about that, that people should know about from a design perspective, from an amenities perspective? 
Um, you know, what is every building? You guys bring something new, something different, special features uh, as the neighborhood evolves and as you respond to customer feedback. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll open it up to you. Absolutely. No, for sure. So, Dewey East, very exciting project. Um, so, it's fronting onto Dundas. 225 Sumac is going to be the address, which, again, locationally, for those who don't know, it, the front door is going to be facing directly at the Aquatic Center. So, all, all this talk about the Aquatic Center and how amazing that is and how wonderful the amenity it is, this is literally at your front door. So, that's a very exciting and cool feature to have. And the uh, and the big park is just on the right on the other side of that. So, in terms of Centrally located due east is is right there in the heart of it all, which is which is awesome. Uh, the building itself, it's uh, a very contemporary 29-story building, 316 units. So it's not a huge building, but it's a nice-sized building that can afford to then do a number of cool things from an amenity perspective and from a features perspective. Um, there's going to be some street-level retail um, that's going to be along Dundas and its podium that kind of complements what happens across the street on uh, the other side of Dundas, where you have the shoppers, you have the Wendy's, we have a new barber shop that's going in shortly, uh, the subway and the fresh and then sorry the subway and the Yogan Fruits already going in along Dundas. So again, more more street-level retail complementing what's already happening. Um, What's very cool about this uh, about this building is on the north side of it is something that we're describing as called the Living Lane, which is a really thoughtfully designed laneway that's activated by landscape features, um, such as street trees and communal benches and some playful bike parking areas and some bistro string lighting that sort of lines and extends across the street and across the lane itself. From a design perspective, it's something we thought was very important to just sort of, you know, this is not just a back-of-house laneway. This is a cool living lane that's going to be used. It's going to have some live-work units on the back side of it as well. Um, and it actually already won the 2017 uh, Toronto Urban Design Awards um, for, its, uh, for its design. So that's an exciting feature that's going to be going into the building um, from an exterior perspective. Um, from, a, from an interior pers- perspective, um, led by a very young, hip, very cool interior design firm called Mason Studio that I wanted to just say because Mason's a very unique uh, studio that works out of the junction, small firm, but uh, we're really loving what they're doing and the style that they're bringing and the flavor that they're bringing uh, to this building is quite unique. So excited to have them on board and they're going to really deliver a very unique flair to the to the interior designs of the building itself. Um, the lobby is going to have a concierge uh, lobby service. Um, up on the amenity levels, we're going to be doing um, what's being described as a mega gym. <laughs> so yoga and stretch and cardio and CrossFit spaces. I mean, all this most state-of-the-art stuff that people are doing from a fitness perspective, we're, we're aware of it. We're with it. We understand what people are looking for from a health and wellness standpoint. So we're going to be delivering all those sort of things within this building. No question about that. Building on what we sort of started with the the Wyatt from the kids and the family-friendly programming, we're doing, a again, a more dedicated kids zone, um, activity rooms, padded kitty corner and reading areas, uh, play structures within the building itself, small library and reading nooks, um, really activating these, these kids' rooms and these kids' zones 
um, to allow the families and allow the young families and the kids to have a place to go. Um, again, this is uh, this is a na this is a neighborhood that's uh, about families and a neighborhood in, tra in transition. And not only are the uh, the amenities going to have those sort of things, but um, indoor and outdoor, we're going to be thinking about the families and the kids to make sure they're being looked after. Um, we're going to obviously continue with our with our gardening plot programs. On the fourth floor, there's a great gardening space, outdoor terraces, and green roofs as well that are going to continue with the theme of urban agriculture and community gardening, which is again a big theme for us. Um, also, you know, we have the typical party room, rec room, media room, and indoor and outdoor lounges. Um, but are they're really just going to be very well thought out? All the designs, the furniture the artwork, um, well thought out, and a place that people are really going to want to go and spend time. We're not just building spaces that are, you know, put up a couple walls, put some hardwood floor in, and then call it a day. We really challenge our interior designers and challenge our in-house team to think about how people use these spaces, and, and I think that's really going to show um, at Due East. And, uh, wow, that's amazing. A huge list there. I appreciate that. Um, what about penthouses? I know in the Wyatt, you guys, you decided to do penthouse suites, which is something you hadn't done before. Are you, are you doing penthouse suites again in this building? This one, we're, we're sticking to more of the traditional, um, uh, tr traditional unit mix, um, but, a, but a great unit mix from, uh, um, from the type of units that we have. I would say in this, in this building, um, we may have some of the best unit layouts that we've um, produced in in a number of buildings. I know probably everyone says that or you hear that all the time, but the reality is because of the shape of this building, and and the architect the architect on this was Core Architects, who's really they're very a very savvy architectural firm. Um, the units themselves really well thought out um, in terms of the unit mix: one, two, three bedrooms, a huge mix of three bedroom units. Again, tapping into those family style units. But that mix will carry up through the through the entire building. Nice. Well, that result is more suites for people. I mean, that one that was the only issue with the Wyatt was uh, not enough units. So if you if those pent if those if you had broken up those penthouses into smaller units, we might have had a few more buyers in there. <laughs> no kidding. But uh, that's great. Um, wow, that's that's excellent. So. Um, Obviously, a big uh, a big part of the appeal of of the Regent Park buildings in the past has been your your unique deposit structures um, that you've had. Um, what what can you tell us about the deposit structure that's going to be available at Due East? Sure, absolutely. Well, so prices again, and and this will become more in more details as we get a little closer to it. But they're going to begin in the high two hundreds. Um, again, price point is still a very good place for downtown East. Um, where can you get that? Yeah, where can you get that anywhere? <laughs> that's exactly it. So we're still feeling very strong about what we're coming out at and, and how that's going to fit within the rest of the, the Toronto market. So that's great. And then the other thing, which is a really exciting offering, which is something we've done in the past um, to, um, to some great success, is Daniel's, it's Daniel's own, Daniel's created First Home Boost program. So this is a very exciting program. We're qualifying First-time buyers, I'll be very specific, it's got to be a first-time buyer. They can take advantage of an interest-free loan for the remaining 10% of their um, required down payment. So basically turning a 5% deposit um, that they have, they put down 5%, into a 15% deposit. So 
we would be giving them a 10% uh, a 10% boost essentially the first home boost. So this is a very cool offering. This is something that that gets new home buyers or people who are just trying to get into the market that little bit of that extra leg up to try to um, get the the down payment they need to to get in there, and it gives them a chance to save over the next. A uh, couple years until occupancy is going to be is going to be happening. So that's an exciting program that we don't always get to roll out, but in this project, uh, we we definitely are. Great. And uh, are you able to touch on the deposit structure at this point, or is it uh, it's too early to to talk about that? At this point, too early. I won't be able to talk about the we we. We typically do a gradual deposit payment plan, which is a really great program. At this point, we're, we're not quite there yet with our agreement of first and sale, going through the last strokes with the lawyers and all that sort of thing. So I'll just have to let you guys wait on that one until we get a little closer to it. Okay, gotcha. No worries. And when when is uh, do you have an occup- expected occupancy date yet on on uh, due east when it should be finished for buyers? Yeah, so we're, I mean, right now our outside occupancy, we're starting, we're hoping we're going to start construction by the end of this year. So with a with a positive sale um, in October and November, get into the ground by the end of, um, by the end of uh, December of, of 2017, then we're looking at probably about a 24 to 26 month construction program. So about two years, two years and a few months. So Again, we're looking into 2019, early 2020 for occupancies. But again, all that can can sort of uh, can shift with time and with uh, with how things go from a construction standpoint. But usually, when we say we're going to deliver, we're going to deliver on those dates. So that's what we're talking about right now. Yeah, and I know the Wyatt, of course, was sold 12 months ago, and it's already well under construction. And it looks like you're you're almost. I was actually by there today. You're almost out of the ground, I think. There. Yeah, it's just now starting to pick up some steam, which is great. Took a little while to get down and then get back out with uh, with a big underground, but that's always the case. Now we're rolling at the Wyatt for sure. And finally, Jake, uh, before I let you go, do you have any? What would you be your message, or what would you say to those people who are you know who've been sort of thinking about Regent Park, looking at Regent Park over the years? They've watched these buildings come and go, these launches come and go, but they haven't. Uh, gotten off the fence, so to speak. If they're still on the fence, what would be your message to them about uh, Regent Park? I would say the time is now. It really is. It it may feel like, um, yes, it's 11 years in. Yes, it's eight buildings in. But they got to look at the the big picture of we still have another two phases of the Regent Park revitalization to still take place. So we are still in the middle of it, I would say. And, and I think if you can get in now, you're still going to be doing extremely well long-term. And you're going to be doing well with a builder that, that is, is one of the most reputable builders in the city. Um, you know, Daniels was named 2016 and 2017 High-Rise Builder of the Year by the Terry on Homeowners Awards. So this is, uh, this is, you're going to be buying into, with a builder who knows how to deliver, um, we know how to create the right products for people and give people the value that, the, that they're putting their money into. So, I mean, get off the fence and, and come to Region Park. It's it's definitely time. Awesome. Great. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you, Jake, very much for your time, and hopefully we'll have you on the show again soon. Thank you very much, Andrew. Okay, there you have it. That was my interview with Jake Cohen. Thank you, Jake, for your time on that great interview, talking about Daniel's Due East project. One point that came up in the interview that I just wanted to clarify before we finish off the episode is the deposit. So Jake at the time was not able to discuss the deposit, but I can now confirm that the deposit for the project will be only 10%. So it's uh, it's only a 10% deposit. It's a very unique opportunity compared to 
every other project in the city for pre-construction, which is always going to be 20%. So 10% deposit for more details on that. Of course, make sure you get the investor package. Make sure you go to truecondos.com and get the investor package for due east or send me an email, andrew at truecondos.com or you can text me 416-371-2333 and I'd be happy to get that over to you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.